Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy and MAP method practitioner, specializing in allergies and sensitivities, chronic fatigue, chronic pain, and restricted eating patterns. Join me for episode 34, where we talk with Suzanne Bond, registered nurse, trauma therapist, and MAP method practitioner. She is the founder of the Mind and Body Clinic in Central England, where she and her team focus on improving overall health and well-being. Hear about her breakthrough program for resolving binge eating and food addictions. Listen until the end to learn how to participate in her next Freedom from Food Addiction four-week program. New sessions are starting every month. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. As MAP method practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's meet Suzanne. Well, welcome, Suzanne. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I heard about you when I first became a student at the MAP certification program, and you have been most generous with your experience, um, ways to really engage with the MAP method with physical health issues. So welcome, Suzanne Bond. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I would love to hear more about how you discovered the MAP method, this very, very little known method that is quite powerful, but really uh, still mostly unknown to the world. Yeah, it is. Um, amazingly. <laughs> um, so I've, I was searching, actually. So I was actively searching for what I, what I call the missing piece in my therapy toolbox. Um, I'd done lots of modalities um, over the last 10 years, and I'd always been searching for what I believe to be the best modalities that are in the world so that I can then help my clients as quickly and as effectively as possible. And um, I realized that there was this this piece that was missing where you could actually talk to a part of somebody and a, a part of them that had been with them um, through when they were first created until um, you know where they are today and you could talk to that part and you could give that part commands and I'd learned this um, in sort of um, some research and things that I'd been doing so that's particularly what I was searching for and I was sort of putting that out to the universe and I was asking that, you know, I wanted to learn more about this and as another way um, to be able to help my clients. And um, up popped Colette, who's, as we know, the co-creator of MAP. And... Um, yeah, she popped up and I, I saw a clip on the internet and what she talked about and she was talking about how MAP um, was the latest neuroscientific method to be able to really transform people's lives. And so this caught my attention and I clicked on and found some more about Colette, found some more about the MAP method. And before I knew it, I was having a trial session myself, which completely just um, blew me away. Um, and from there, there was no looking back. I sort of signed up and, and, and went for it. So Suzanne, um, can you tell us, had you been using other therapy modalities up till that point? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, within my clinic, I'd um, introduced quite a number of different modalities. Um, so all sorts, all sorts of different modalities that I'd been learning over the sort of 10 years. And so MAP was just a, something else that I wanted to bring in because it was, as I said, the, um, that missing piece to the jigsaw, this particularly um, particular method where you could actually talk to the superconscious and actually what I call the Google search engine now through a Google search engine and launch to find you know the originating causes and, 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 and issues of what people are struggling with and so it's very fast um, so for me it's um, this was the miss, missing piece to my jigsaw and that is why I particularly wanted to add that into the modalities that I'd already used in clinic it, it offered something completely different yeah, and I, I can remember Colette talking about this, I think, when I interviewed her in, uh, in f for a different podcast episode, and she was saying, yes, 
you know, and, and Suzanne Bond, she came to learn the MAP method. She thought she was going to be gaining another tool for her toolbox, but now she finds she uses it all the time. It's kind of like the Swiss army knife. Would you agree with that? <laughs> Absolutely. And it, t- it takes a while to learn the MAP. I'm sure you'd agree. It takes yeah. a while to learn it and to get um, confident and competent with it and to, um, to get to a certain level with it. So I've just felt that the more that I've learned and the more that I've used it, I'm, I'm just, it wants, I just want to use it even more. Um, and, and now I'm really using it on some really challenging clients. So when I first started, I'm obviously just sort of testing it out and using it alongside all of my other modalities. But now what I'm finding is I'm so deep into it now that it's just so fast and so quick and so effective um, that it is one of my go-to, go-to methods, absolutely, yeah. So Suzanne, can you talk a little bit about your clinic, the Mind and Body Clinic? Uh, you may have, listeners may have noticed that you have an English accent. Your clinic is based in London, is that right? It's, it's not in London, it's in Leicestershire, so it's very central England, um, and it's, it's, it's in a little town called Hinkley, Leicestershire. And the clinic is has been there now. We're just going into our fifth year, and it was an old um, cafe. Oh. <laughs> and um, yeah, so my husband, being in the trade, he um, managed to convert it for me into a beautiful clinic. It's a really relaxing place, and uh, yeah, we did at one point do massages and all sorts of things there now. But it's just purely therapy now, and um, we we get very very busy. We see a lot of clients. Um, I've got a new another couple of therapists working with me now as well and we do get very very busy I've moved since since lockdown in the UK a lot of my work has moved on to zoom and that's been possible through doing the map method mm. um, so a lot of my clients I see now sort of across the world on zoom which has been fantastic and it's really opened up that area of work for me but I do you know keep going into clinic and I do I go into clinic a couple of times a week alongside my other therapists and Suzanne, are you the only one using the MAP method at your clinic? I am, yeah. You are. Yeah, okay. there's, there's not many of us in the UK that do use it. A couple of people that use the MAP method in the UK. Um, there's a couple of newer people that have um, started practicing it now. Um, but before me, there really wasn't many people, another couple, I think, like that. But within the clinic and within my town, there's, um, you know, there's nobody else that does it now. Okay. So tell us more about how how MAP, you know, helped you personally or what what experiences you had with the MAP method that really opened your eyes to what was possible with it. Yeah, personally, I think that I've been on a, a journey because you know that the, the actual training is I actually received a scholarship from the Match Coaching Institute, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, I used that really to invest in myself as well because it was a six-month training program. You sort of have to go through it yourself, <laughs> you know, like all therapists when you're, when you're learning. Um, so it, 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 it changed me, not just with my business and my clinic, but it also changed me personally as well. Everybody else can associate with this. If you've done a lot of modalities and you've been a therapist or a coach, you sort of go through that process as you're learning it. So um, for me, it very much dealt with a lot of things. I remember when I first started, there was a part of me that was still living like in a, a victim's role. Mm. Um, where obviously you know stuff happens to you in the past and I was very much you know still thinking well that happened to me because of this and this happened to me because of that and I am like this and I can't change and with the map method you absolutely can change everything you can really change so many beliefs deep-seated beliefs things from generational things as well that have been sort of handed down to you so you can make some real profound change so for me I did a lot of um, a lot of change was created with, with me with not just mentally and psychologically, but a lot of physical things as well. Mm. Um, You know, a lot of physical health um, that I've had trouble with in the past. I've been able to really feel quite empowered um, and take back control over my physical health. So it's really helped me physically and psychologically. And from a business point of view as well, I remember when before I did MAP, I remember being absolutely um, frightened to go on Zoom, you know, frightened to put myself out there because frightened of being ridiculed or humiliated or mm. or fear of failure and all of that I had all this resistance all around me and you know you know most of that is gone you know I'm now doing zoom classes and courses 
like, you know, I did a, a conference the other day, up to 80 people, and MAP is, is what I am grateful to for that, because before MAP, the, you know, I, I just wouldn't have done that. So it's really created for me a clear path to success, I feel, definitely as, you know, personally and business-wise, it's, it's transformed my life. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we've all noticed that in ourselves. And I, I also remember joining the MAP certification course and I, I observed the coaches, you know, and I thought, how is it that this institute is able to recruit such um, just warm, open, compassionate, loving people, right? I mean, it's palpable. And then by... By the middle of the certification program, I was starting to realize they became this way by going through this MAP process, by doing many, many, many MAP sessions on themselves. I'd like to think that we're all, as MAP coaches, on that journey, right, toward being more open, more neutral, more accepting, more grateful, more loving, more present, right, more, um, I don't know, able to... Uh, participate in our lives in a, in a much more productive way I th- I, yeah I totally agree and I think it what it, what it's it's done for me is it's made me really connect to my inner self to who I am you know so uh, to really like believe in myself and for me to for me to grow as an individual you know and look at to look at all the things that I want to change and to to set myself goals and to change and move those as well and I think that you know MAP is really profound to be able to do that and I think that if you look at other modalities so a lot of those modalities out there they're really quite hard to use on yourself you know, it's great being in practice where you can help other people and make such profound change in other people's lives. But when it comes to yourself, it's almost like quite hard to, to apply that that modality or that theory or that method to yourself to help yourself grow. And that is something that you can definitely do with MAP. So, and you can do it all the time. So you can set and work on one particular thing and then clear that and work on something else and clear that and work on something else. And you can physically feel yourself and see yourself growing and changing. But not only that, you know, with MAP on the go, in that moment, in any moment, you can just call on MAP on the go to clear something in that moment. And there's not many modalities out there that you can do that with. Yeah, I think one of the wonderful things about doing sessions with clients is that we give them this tool map on the go. So as soon as they're initiated to the map method, which is just watching that first 15 minute preparatory video coming to your first introductory session where we complete the initiation. Now your subconscious mind is receptive to the instructions. Um, After that session, you are given a tool called Map on the Go, which is a simple instruction you can give yourself. And so if you're feeling a little anxious or you're feeling some discomfort, you can use this instruction on yourself. And many times it will clear it, but sometimes it doesn't. And that just means you should put it on your list as a possible subject for a future session, right? Um, But it is, you know, we really... Are trying to empower people. Um, we're, we're not, you know, trying to make them dependent on their practitioner. We really are trying to give them the tools so that they can continue to use this, this modality in between sessions. And it is great to be able to do that, to give them that, something that they don't have to carry around with them or just something they can just give themselves a little command in that moment. And, and you're right, sometimes, sometimes it's successful. Other times it's just a case of writing it down and thinking, right, I'm going to take that into my next session and work on that. But it's, it makes you self-aware. It makes you realise on what you need to work with and, and, and to continue your path you know, to grow and, and develop. Absolutely. Can you tell us how you use MAP in your practice? Maybe how you started using it in early days and sort of what, where you've come to now? So when I first introduced it into the clinic, you know, I had a lot of strong, strong um, modalities, strong methods in the clinic that I'd learned and developed. I think like a lot of therapists do. So I'd already got a toolbox of tools and and I thought this was going to be something like what you said Colette had mentioned to you that, yeah, it was going to be another tool that was going to be in there and it was going to be okay for some clients and other clients, you know, there would be other modalities that I could use. And I believe and that, you know, each client uh, is receptive to different modalities and um, and different tools and everybody's different everybody's unique so the more tools you can have and that was very much how I thought 
And as I said, the more that I've been doing this, so I'd start off with using it with around fears, because we know that MAP is very, very good with eliminating fears very quickly. So I'd use it with fears mostly around that. So I'd be, as soon as somebody said fear, I'd be, well, let's try the MAP method on this. And obviously you get more confident the results that you get. So I used it with fears and then I'd start using it with anxieties, which is a form of fear, isn't it, anyway, of the future and, 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 and other things around you. So I started using it around anxiety and then I started using it more around coaching to be able to use it to clear the path um, for success, um, setting goals and things like that. Um, and then it's just started getting a little bit deeper. I started thinking, well, let's just use it for some, um, some clients that have some addictions. So I remember using it on some clients that had cocaine addiction and I just remember his result. It was absolutely amazing. Um, this was like a real big, well-built guy that came in like, you know, off the building site and, and he was like, come on, let's rewire my brain. And um, I think he was looking for the piece of machinery that might have been hiding in the cupboard or something <laughs> like that and um you know he this guy he closed his eyes and we went through the the map method and he said I can see purples and pinks and blues what's happening I can see all these colors and he just had the most amazing experience and he left and he came back after about a week and said you know what I haven't even wanted to touch I haven't even wanted to touch cocaine since what have you done to me it's amazing and then I, I you know you get that confidence when you are dealing with these sorts of people and you realize you know hey this works for this so that's really how it developed and I started just trying on different different clients and and getting my confidence open and the more the more I used it the more I I learned it and the more I could adapt it and make it more personal for me and um yeah and it, it just it just grew like that all the way to now I, I pretty much would use it for anybody that walked into clinic there's nobody I don't think that I would say no that's not going to work that's not going to work with that's not going to be successful for now I'm not saying that this is going to be successful for everybody and I do use my other tools but what I'm saying is I'm 100% confident that I could, um, you know, use MAP either as a full modality for that for that for that client for the minute when they walk through the door to when they finish their sessions with me or whether I dip in and out of it with other modalities because you can mix and match it with so many different modalities. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's great. So you started using it for addictions, and I know you did some work with um, smoking cessation as well. Is that right? Yeah, I've done some work around smoking cessation. Um, it's not really been my focus. Um, I have done some work around that, but my main focus has been around um, food addiction. And be I found that um, when I tried to, one of the reasons when I looked for gaps as a therapist was the things that I particularly struggled with. So mm. one of the things I struggled with um, was addictions. You mm -hmm. know, I found that all the modalities that I had were great and they worked in part with addictions, but it was like there was something that was just missing. There was something that missing. So um, what, I, what I wanted to do was look at all the different addictions and see how I could help. And that does fit very well into looking at addictions. So I looked at smoke addiction, did some work around that, had some success around that. But my main focus was around food addiction, which mm. is a, quite a big passion of mine. Um, you know, and I, that's where I've really sort of um, gone to town, so to speak, on looking at creating a program around food addiction. So when we look at addictions, although I've had success in all the different arenas with addiction, food addiction has been the one that I've done most of my work around. Oh, great. So can you talk a little bit about how that program grew out of your work with uh, your first clients? Yeah, cool. So um, when we look at, when I look um, at people, people, basically people coming into me um, and they were saying things like, why am I eating? I am crying when I'm eating. I don't want it, but I have to have it. Mm. And... I'd spent, as a therapist, many years working with lots of different modalities with food addiction and people wanting to lose weight. And I realised that, well, you know what, if I'm using MAP and it's so, so successful for things like cocaine addictions and smoking addictions and things like this, 
you know, it's got to be able to work for food addiction. But I realised that this was a huge challenge because we need food, right? We need to have food all the time. We need mm. to eat, don't we? Um, and with other addictions, you can just say, right, I'm just going to stop. I'm not going to have them anymore. So you can just, like, leave it behind and, and work with the triggers attached to that. But with foods, you're getting triggered all the time, and it's huge. And so it's quite a challenging area for people, I believe, therapists, to, to work with clients, to work with proper food in, in, in um, addiction. In fact, well, I was just watching a, a programme on TV this week and where people just felt like that, that, that they were so addicted to food that they actually couldn't stop themselves and they just couldn't stop putting on this weight and they just felt trapped. And the, the bigger that they got, the more trapped they got. And this programme was about doing surgery, um, you know, to, right. um, you know, do gastric band surgery. And, and then the, 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 some of the results that I found were fantastic. They'd lost the weight, but they still had this need that they wanted to eat it wasn't dealing with the problem that they needed that food they needed that to eat for some reason and I've, I've done a lot of work with um, slimming clubs local slimming clubs with my other modalities and um, you know people were, fi they were finding that people were losing all of this weight only when they'd lost it they hit their goal but then to put the weight all back on again and so this was something that was really interesting for me. And a lot of clients were coming and, as I said, were saying, why am I eating? I don't want to eat. I hate it. It's like I feel like I'm, I'm shackled to chains and I just can't control this. And um, to me, this is like, yeah, this is an addiction and we need to treat this like an addiction. And I know that's, you know, controversial and some people will, will sort of argue that or not. But um, I very much started working on it as an addiction. And so what I looked at then was... Um, a group of um, people called um, the uh, sort of term binge eaters. So we know that is um, like an eating disorder. So clients that can't stop eating that would buy, go and plan to buy a huge amount of food and then put it into their kitchen cupboards and they would have like a couple of hours or an evening where they'd just eat all of that. And, um, you know, whether they'd then, um, you know, made themselves um, sick afterwards like with bulimia or whether that they hadn't made themselves sick that they'd just been sat there with all that food there until the next time that they had that binge and so that was really what that where this all my program really got created from so what I wanted to do was find some binge eaters a group of binge eaters and real trial map with them but when I first started doing this, I started using MAP with um, a few other modalities and put this program together. And what I did was I, you know, advertised on Facebook using the, um, the marketing <laughs> program yeah. that I'd put into, um, you know, the, the MAP program um, that that I'd, I'd spoken about so I used that so I advertised for some binge eaters to come forward and I got a nice group of, of people that had was all saying the same story that they'd put seven stone on then they'd go to a slimming they'd get the, the latest fad diet or something then they'd manage to lose that seven stone but then they'd go and put eight stone back on so over time they were losing huge amounts of weight putting loads back on and more and you can imagine the you know, the, the, the effects on somebody's health and the pressure on somebody's organs in their body doing this amount of eating and the yo -yo, that yo-yoing of such huge amounts of weight. So uh, we took them in for a trial and we did this trial program, which was over several weeks. And um, within one, and this is, the, uh, this is the testimonials that came in, within one session, a binge eating session doing MAP within a group session, People were saying to me from the group that they no longer needed to go and binge anymore. I mean, this is, was massive. This was huge. One lady said she'd bought this, this binge um, food in and put it into a cupboard. And by the end of our course, she said it was still in the cupboard from day one when we did that first session. Wow. Massive, isn't it? Massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so and, and that was one map session. Wow. Wait, yeah. so so your class had been conceived as a, a group class that would meet uh, periodically for like four sessions or six sessions or something? 
Yeah, it was a trial group. So it was online, it was on Zoom, and mm. it was for people that particularly um, struggled with this binge eating, that had to consume large amounts of food, that couldn't say no, that just had to do it. There was something inside of them saying, you've got to do it and you've got to do it now, that they didn't have any control over it at all. Mm. So these were the so this was the sort of the criteria. These were the the people that I worked with, and we worked with them. And there was no set time. It was just let's just do this, you know. And I was honest with them, you know. I think this may work, but I don't know. Let's do it as a trial. I want your feedback. I want you to tell me what works, what doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was just as as amazed as what they were, and they were just they saw it as like just magic. Um, the, the results that came in and they said I just can't believe it you know I can't believe it I'm binging like this and then suddenly it's like something's just been switched off yeah amazing yeah. so how many did you have in that trial group so to start off with um, I did it whereas I had one person then I got another person in I think we got in the end there was five or six people because I was adding different people in and then it changed the program changed because I realized I could keep going in and adding people into the trial group but I got to the point where I think after we got about six people in there I got into the um there were several things that happened basically so the first few people that did it we got exactly the same results so there was three people we got exactly the same results with those and I thought this is amazing I want to roll this out as a program so that's where we were at with it Um, and then what happened was the more I did work with these ladies the more I realized that traumas were starting to come up, which was really interesting. And I'd spoken to Colette about this in the past, and she'd sort of made that connection that binge eating had some sort of connection with um, trauma. Mm. And this is what I'd started to find. So what we found was in between sessions, trauma parts were waking up. So I would get um, some of the initial clients say, I've had this memory come up and they were extremely distressed, extremely stressful. And I would have to drop everything and go and be there for them because obviously if a trauma part's coming up, we want to deal with it there and then, you know. So I would drop everything and go and meet them in clinic or I would jump on the phone and give a few commands or I would um, go onto Zoom and um, do some sessions with them and work with that trauma part. And it was again using map and it was just hugely hugely successful and they just felt like that a massive relief that had come from that so taking the learnings that trauma parts were waking up and i'd already started to put together this new program i was already starting to become aware that maybe a group session wouldn't be that ideal because uh, it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of, um, you know, one-to-ones. If people are getting trauma parts pop up, you know, all the time, I need to be there for them. So um, this is what I was finding. So I, um, we, by this time, the the first program was being run and we'd got a nice group of people, but these weren't just binge eaters. I, I'd realised that um, I'd started... Let me just rewind a minute. So I, when I'd started um, working with these binge eaters... I'd also been working with myself as well because with myself I'd always got into some patterns that weren't particularly helpful like on a Friday night going home having a curry you know takeaway weekend or having a, um, a glass of wine or, or whatever um, and I'd got realized that so I'd had some unhealthy patterns around food and drink as well myself so I was working on myself while I was working on these ladies and I realized that wow this is amazing we can actually use this for weight loss you know, I was realizing that I just didn't want to have takeaways. I just didn't want to have sugary stuff and sweet stuff. So when I first launched the first program, it was around um, rewiring the dieter's brain, rewiring the, um, you know, um, for weight loss, map for weight loss. That's really where the first program came in. And um, so that's where we, we sort of changed it then from the binge eating into the weight loss. And we ran the first program again and what we found was we got really great success um, but we got really great success with the binge eaters again and um, the people that had problems like with snacking um, that didn't feel like it consumed them too much there was just some triggers there they their their results weren't as um 
like 100%, they weren't, everybody was getting the same results. And I realized that then by doing this first group, it was because they had so many triggers. Because we're talking about food here, it's not just about doing a binge, it's there's so many triggers when it's just about weight loss. So it might be that, you know, you stand on the scales and you're triggered into, oh, well, this isn't working. What's the point of me dieting? Or it might be that you're with people that are all eating. So you're eating just to be a part of it um, or that you eat because it's the weekend or you eat because it's a celebration or you've been taught or trained from an early age, age that you have to clear your plate, that people in, um, you know, um, deprived countries are going to die because of you, whatever you got told as a child. So it's it's huge when you look at weight loss. It was a big thing. So I, what I realised when we did this, the second programme was that we needed to try and make this more focused again. So the second course that we did, um, it was very much about making it more focused for the, for the individual that did the program. So that was when I then introduced a workbook where they had to identify their own individual patterns that weren't serving them any longer. They had to identify how they wanted to change it. We just used it purely a completely map program. Um, and we sent some hypnotherapy recordings out for them to listen to in between sessions. But what they really had to do was understand what their triggers were, what their patterns that weren't serving them anymore, their, what their um, self-limiting beliefs were, and really put that into this. And this, this workbook was something they could work through every day to change their mindset, to change that. They would then use those patterns within week, well, two weekly sessions to rewire their brain based on their individual patterns. So the sessions themselves were very generic, so that's how it differed from the first course. The first course was very, um, like, let's work on the dieter's brain, let's work on the um, binge eater's brain. So, but not everybody was being triggered, you see. So it was not so individualized. So that's what we did in the second program, and we changed it very much, um, and we got a lot more feedback from it. And now we're just going into our third program now, which is starting on the 21st of November. It's an eight-session course over four weeks and we're again we've improved it even more now so we've still got the workbook we've got the eight sessions um, that are very generic but you can make them as individualized as you can for yourself um, we've also got again the hypnotherapy recordings but what we've increased this time is positive alignment map sessions so people can take their patterns individual patterns and align themselves to who they want to be. So we're not just doing triggering sessions now, we're doing positive alignment sessions as well. So I'm really excited about this next programme. I think it's going to be amazing. It's going to be the best one, obviously, that we've, we've done so far. Oh, that sounds great. And so you anticipate um, con continuing to offer this programme? Absolutely, yeah. So okay. it, the, the more we do it, um, the, you know, the more more challenging clients we seem to have. But the more it then throws me into right. Let's add this. Let's take that out. Let's 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 really um, get this as best that we can. And so we're always learning and we're always developing and creating and building. And you know, my my dream is to have this amazing tool that we can really help these people. So those people don't have to sit and eat and cry and and why am I doing this and feel completely out of control so that we've got something where they can be helped and we know we're going into a crisis now with obesity in the whole world you know it's 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 a pandemic isn't it in itself and to be able to help people to give them something that's affordable something that they can do and then they can take that program and then they can use that for the rest of their lives but the beauty of it is because it's so generic they don't have to use it just around food addiction they can use it for anything else in their life just like what we do as map practitioners we use map for for anything that we want to and so it's because it's generic they can use it for food addiction or they can use it for troubled relationships they can use it for whatever they want to do so as part of that we get them to look at their their wheel of life as well like where are the areas that aren't aren't suiting you so well where are you struggling are you, is it your relationships is it work because all these are triggers that are causing them to to to, to lean on food for a coping mechanism so if we can get their wheel of life you know all of those core 
critical things in their life to be more balanced, then we know that they're not going to um, that they're not going to be triggered so much into needing to, to to use food as an addiction. So when what we very quickly learn is yes, it very much is is um, is related to trauma, but also it's huge. When you look at food in somebody's life and it's used as a coping mechanism, it is huge. It's, it, you know, it comes into play at work, relationships, um, you know, everything. And so it's not just like working of triggers with food, it's working about with everything in their whole life. So it, it, that's why we do it over four weeks because, you know, we need to get as much in there. It's not just a quick, right, let's just rewire your brain. When it comes to food it's massive it's it's a massive it's a massive ask it's a massive um it's a massive change for them that takes takes a lot of work yes yes that sounds fantastic so let me let me just see if i understand what's included um in this course so there are eight sessions these are group sessions right and are you saying that they are recorded and that is why uh, a person who takes the course can use these sessions for the rest of their lives? Yeah. They are. Yeah. Okay. So you, eight recorded group sessions that you can listen to afterwards. You get a workbook, um, recorded hypnotherapy sessions, and these are to use as support between the group sessions. Is that the idea? Yeah, they're just different things. So they might be addicted to sugar. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they might be addicted to carbs. They're just other things that people might want to put on just as they're going to sleep, just as they're listening to. It's, you know, if you can listen to as many things as you can from different angles, it's going to help you keep you motivated. And, and it's all about that, just supporting the journey while they're, they're going through the process. Okay, I see. All right. So that sounds like a very comprehensive program. Um, wonderful. You talked a little bit about trauma parts starting to wake up after sessions. And I wish you could talk about this a little bit more because this is something I think we all see as MAP practitioners. And often the clients get nervous. They get scared, right? Like maybe MAP is making me worse. Can you talk about that a little bit? Okay, yeah. And just just to um, add in just about the things within the course, because mm -hmm. obviously the risk is that trauma parts are going to wake up. And so th this is the one thing that we, we, we vocalize within the group sessions. Whatever is shared within that group session is for those individual people they are not to share anything outside of the group because i need to know who is listening to this material mm. i need to know who's in the program they can't share it with their family members or their friends thinking that they're going to get the same results because they won't they need the support from me as a trauma therapist to make sure that i'm there to support them i'm online for them can jump in and help them and so what they get offered is they get one-to-one -one sessions with me at a 50 percent discount mm. as well so I can support them if anything comes up and they also get um, you know the, 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 the availability of me to jump in and to talk to them and be there for them as they need it so there's a lot of one-to-one -one support added within that as well which might be around food or it might be around other things whatever comes up but yeah going back to your question it can be quite overwhelming um, for the client when they leave a session because, you know, you, you go to therapy to feel better. You go into a session to feel better. And then when you come out, you feel in, you, we know that MAP carries on working for the next few days as your brain is being rewired, things are being processed. So that is part of their journey. So it's good to give the client that advice that, you know, what their expectations are, that, yeah, you might go on a bit of an emotional roller coaster, and that's okay as your brain is processing all of this and we say it's a bit like shaking a snow globe it's going to take a while for all that snow just to settle down and for you to feel a little bit more at peace and calm with everything if in that time you feel that you are overwhelmed or you're stressed or you're just something's just not working for you or you're feeling like you might have been triggered or you can't settle then please get in touch with me this is the advice that I give to them because it means that something has got stuck or a trauma part has woken up or something just need they just need some help so um, that is that is the advice that I get that is the advice that I give them 
as they're um, leaving their session or before their session I should say and then again as they're leaving their session and we check in with them as well to make sure that they're okay you know so I'm checking them I have them on a whatsapp so how are you doing today how are you after the session making sure that they're getting that level of support because that's what they need so Although I'm doing with the group, because I obviously see people in as a one-to-one -one in clinic doing this process with them and a lot of other processes, but when we're doing the group, it's important for me to check in with them daily to make sure that they're okay. So we have a WhatsApp group for all of those people that are going through this process, whether they're doing a one-to-one -one or a group, so they can support each other. We also have a Facebook group as well, they can do that, but then they also have a one-to-one -one support group, um, a support network from me, so they can talk to me and say, look, this is happening for me I'm not feeling great what do we need and then I can decide whether they need to go and have a session or whether I just need to jump on the phone or whether I can just give them some reassuring words or I can send them sort of a hypnotherapy relaxation to do you know so that the level of support is crucial it really is and from a client's point of view I think if they know that they've got that level of support um, then they feel they feel safe they're not like, oh, I've got to come in, it's going to be a week before I see you again. They know that they've got that network around them to, to help them. I've also got two people from the binge, eat, the binge eating group that I first started. Mm. They're, now two of, they're now two coaches for me uh, within the group. So they're watching the group all the time. So even when I'm busy in clinic or I'm not on the, on the WhatsApp group or the Facebook group, I've got two coaches watching out all the time that have been through this process, that understand it, that come out with the right support as well. So support is key for the client um, and for us as practitioners to know that they're safe and that they're being looked after. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, I think I just want to um, point out to, uh, to the listeners that when trauma parts awake afterwards, they are doing so because they, you know, the, the, an environment of safety has been created for them to be um, uh, able to do that, right? To, to yeah, wake up yeah. and, and they're waking up for a purpose. It's not, you are not getting worse. You are actually, this is the path toward healing. The trauma part is waking up to be treated. It now sees that it can be treated and that it's the moment to be treated, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see that, you know, <laughs> and we'll be like treating these clients and then suddenly they'll say, uh, oh, oh, this has just popped up into my head. And I'm like, well, thank you. This is your, this is a trauma part coming up saying, please treat me, please help me. And it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yeah. So, I mean, that is, I think that is part of the the brilliance in, in this work is that we are creating rapport with the, with the client's subconscious mind. And it's a very respectful, very um, loving uh, space where that person feels very safe and all of their parts, uh, you know, as, as you, as we continue to work with these clients, the parts start to feel really safe and safe with the process and safe with the practitioner and so then these things start to happen and it's it's it may feel like a bad thing like you said no one wants to go uh to into a therapy like this and feel worse but in fact this is something necessary this has to happen this is part of your path towards healing yeah yeah absolutely yeah mm -hmm. yeah and yeah. i think i think having that clear communication with the client and you know making sure that you put out those expectations um, at the beginning is crucial Yes, agreed. So they know they know what to expect, and then they can say, "Oh, yeah, she said this might happen, and this is what I need to do now." And they feel in control of that process, um, rather than just, "Oh my goodness, what's happening now, and why am I feeling like this, and I feel worse, and I'm not going there again." And then they're left with all of that trauma, and it's just put them in a worse place. So, thank you for describing that program. It sounds extremely, extremely comprehensive. What um, what results have you seen with this latest round? Let me give you some examples. So one lady, I spoke to her the other day, because remember, it's all very um, confidential. So people don't have to show their faces. They don't have to give their names. It can be completely anonymous if they want to. Mm -hmm. I know all about them, but they don't know about themselves. You know, they don't have to share their identity with anybody else. Mm -hmm. So often they won't share within the group what their individual experience is. Some might, some, some won't. So I only get the experience when it comes directly to me. 
me. So some of the feedbacks that I've had, one lady, um, and I'm going to tell you like different sides of it. So one lady came back to me and said that she was really struggling. She felt like she was blocked. She felt that there was a part of her that just didn't want to go down this process. And she felt that she was in complete conflict with it. Mm. And so when I, I said, well, let's do some one-to-one work. So we, we started working one-to-one and it, it turned out that she had had, and it hadn't been, it, it, it hadn't been something that was conscious for her to remember, but up popped that she'd had a period of her life where she'd been a bulimic. She'd had this eating disorder. And obviously there was, it, it, it was a lot more, um, there was a lot more trauma involved there than what she realised to start off with. So we've sort of, she's finished the programme, but what we've said to her is, right, we need to take you to one side now and I need to do some one-to-one with you. And so with her, I'm working with her, but we're not going at the pace as what we would do within the course. Mm. I'm working with her and we're just doing one pattern at a time, clearing one thing away at a time, stepping her into her new self slowly. And we're getting success with that which is lovely to see so that's like one extreme there and then the other extreme would be um, not talking about the original group but this latest group somebody said to me that from since day one she's never snacked she's never she'd never wanted to binge she's never snacked again something's just it's like a a veil's been lifted she just doesn't want to do it anymore why would she ever want to do it Um, so you know everybody's journey is different but what I say to people is you know, some people are going to get the result where that's it, they don't want to snack anymore and they just feel free from all of that. They don't want to binge, they don't want to, they don't want to do that anymore. They feel that they've changed and that's fantastic if they feel like that. They've got like the best outcome. But not everybody's going to get that result. So some people are going to get the result where they need to do more work. And so people might say something to me like, oh, it's not working, or um, I'm still snacking, I feel like I haven't got control. And what I say to them is, hey, that's great. That's not a failure. That's not a bad day. Don't worry. Don't beat yourself up. That just means that that something has, something has popped up that is showing you an opportunity that you need to bring to the session and work on that memory. Right. And so they're, oh, right, this is how it works. And this was a hard thing for people to understand to start off with. So I'll say to people, there's no failure with this. This is something you can do for the rest of your life. You, if something comes up and you feel that you've been triggered and you feel that you need to go and eat something and it's that part of, it's a part of you that's come up and says, I need that for some reason. And so that's fine. Just be aware, be self-aware, notice what you're feeling, notice where you're feeling that in your body, notice what emotions are there. If you can, notice what beliefs are there. Is it, I just need to have it? Is it just, what you know, what is present for you in that moment? Write it down in your journal. And then when we come into session you bring that memory up and we clear it and so we just keep clearing and clearing and clearing until you realize you know what I'm clearing all of these things that are coming up and they're just not coming up so more now so with the program everybody's journey is different some people are going to have clearance straight away and feel amazing others it's going to be harder Another other people it's going to be harder still but what I'm hoping to do with this program is give everybody the tools that they can then take away and they can use that for the rest of their life to carry on clearing 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 until they're the person that they want to be yes absolutely and you know I love the way you describe that because I think people, um, people hear about these amazing stories, like your story about this, this man with the cocaine addiction, you know, and how he experienced MAP, and they want that story. But yeah. the, the problem is that your mindscape and that person's mindscape that you heard about are completely different. You know, you were shaped by completely different forces, completely different experiences. And for some people... That addiction, or I mean, we can talk about any issue that we use MAP for, right? Not just addictions, but addiction is the example here. That addiction is formed by one severe trauma memory, uh, one intense trauma memory. And when we can, if we can clear it in one session, then the person is liberated from that, that need to, you know, have that food or that whatever it is they were addicted to. For other people, it will be like 100 layers, <laughs> you know, and And different, you know, different, like you said, different triggers, different experiences, different um, emotions, different beliefs, right? But there's, it's like a layer cake. And so now it's 
it's not just about clearing one big thing. It's about clearing each of these layers in a certain order so that you can get to the point where you're below some threshold and you no longer are reactive. You're no longer triggered. You no longer need this coping response. Absolutely. And I think that was the hardest thing um, for people, especially going back to dieting as again, because, you know, you know what it's like that people always want to go on the latest diet, the next fad thing. And this completely just rewires all of that rewrites history because there is no magic cure. There is no there is no magic button. It's about, you know, and this is what MAP does. It, MAP is, it enables us to find something that you can work with in your own pace, at your own time, and change with you as you need it. Whereas the people that, when we first started doing the program, they were in the mindset of, okay, right, is this worked for me? I need to spend a couple of weeks doing this. I haven't lost any weight. Right, I'm going to go and do something else now. And so that's like what I call a dieter's mindset. And so it became quite challenging quite early on that, you know, trying to convince people that this isn't that, that this isn't, this isn't how it works. It's not a magic wand. You know, you need to work. You need to invest in this. You need to um, be very self-aware. Um, you need to listen to the audios. You need to come and turn up at the sessions. It's like having a gym membership and never going, you know, you've got to invest in it, you've got to put your time into it. And that was, I think, the biggest challenge that we've had throughout the whole of the program is to change people's mindset. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so and it's clear that the way your program has developed is very much to give people all of so many different modalities, not modalities, but different opportunities to incorporate this into their lives from the workbook to the group sessions, to the recordings, to the one-on-one, -on -one, the daily check-ins. I mean, it is all there for you, a complete support safety net so that you can engage fully and, and, and achieve your goal. You know, if it takes you one session, great. You know, if it takes you all eight sessions, great. If it takes you more than eight sessions, that's still okay. You are still moving towards your goal. It's just not the same journey that the next person had. Exactly. And I think this, um, you know, when we go for weight loss, um, it's it, it's such a big, big thing. But when you go for weight loss, you always like try to imagine yourself like being us. And I said, I say to people, don't try and imagine yourself as size six, like within a few weeks, you know, that, that's like, it's too big. You're, you're just not going to, it's too many resistances there. It's too much to go for with MAP. What you need to do is really break that down. Like it might be that you want to have more water in your day, or it might be that you want to have a smaller plate, or it might be that you're happy leaving food on your plate and saving for some tomorrow you know break all of that down so your resistances aren't too much because it's just too much to deal with and that's when we started seeing the success because people would then see it like a ladder like with 10 rungs and it might be that the first rung is having more water the second rung is not going on scales and weighing yourself the third rung is having a smaller plate but once you've done all of these patterns and and cleared all of these patterns then you're actually creating a new you and that new you is rung 10 or rung 20 or whatever it might be for everybody but what you're doing is you're just taking every rung as an individual goal a focus goal and clearing that and then moving into the next one and that's where we found the success if you look at it as too much of a big thing and like I want to lose all this weight and I want to lose it in a few months it doesn't happen it doesn't work like that so Suzanne, can you just talk about what the inclusion criteria are now for, for the program? For example, the one that's starting on November 21. Um, what types of issues what uh, uh, is this appropriate for? Okay, so we again, we've done our learnings from this. So I would say the ideal person for this would be the binge eater. It would be for somebody that feels that they just have that, that voice coming from the cupboard that says, you need to eat me. Mm. I wouldn't say this is going to be ideal for the yo-yo dieter because, you know, it's, um, we have got a lot of yo-yo dieters on there. 
um, and they they do get success from it. But where this has really been born from is like a, a food addiction. This is really what I want to work with. This is like this is like the inclusion people that I really want to come um, and get because that's where we see the real profound results. Um, you know, is we, with the binge eating where they've got low self worth. They hate themselves. Um, they they can't stop it. They're completely out of control. That's where we see the real amazing results. Um, and so that's what I would that's what I would say if like if that is you and you feel completely out of control with that and you can't control what you eat then I would say that would be the sort of per people that would go for I would say not if you've got some sort of mental health issue um, or like other things like anxiety or other things like um, um, food eating disorders I would say have one-to-one -one sessions because I think it needs to be more tailored um, and that's that's what we found so those that have particularly struggled it's turned out that they've had bulimia or they've had anorexia or they've had other eating or um, eating disorders and that's when we've sort of said okay you've got a, a, quite a few blocks here we need to go in and do some one-to-one -one sessions with you and really like really go quite deep here and, and, and work this out so I wouldn't if you've got some sort of mental health issues including eating disorders I wouldn't I wouldn't come onto the program if it's just you're looking for the next quick diet to lose a bit of weight a stone or something I wouldn't come on this this is really designed for those people that are really really have an addiction to food and feel out of control and need some help and those are the people that we seem to be really attracting at the moment those people that are putting on like six stone those people that have got diabetes type 2 and that have been told that you know unless they stop eating that they're met that their, their physical health is going to really plummet those people that are scared that they're going to they're not going to be here in a few years time this is like this is massive for those people and this is really what I want to try and um you know gear towards really rather than thinking that their only solution is what is surgery yes and I also want to point out that this this program is held at a distance so really um this is available to anyone who can hear this podcast is that true Suzanne it is, yeah. yeah. It is available to, to everybody, yeah. And it's um, at the moment. It's on. A, it's obviously UK time. So a Saturday morning at UK time, um, eleven o'clock, and again on a Wednesday evening at eight o'clock. So nicely spread throughout the week. Um, and then, as I said, you get the WhatsApp group, you get the Facebook group, uh, lots of support in there. So ideally, that's what you're looking to have is WhatsApp. You don't have to be in these groups. They're just um, they're just support, I think, that people people have asked for and that we, that we give to them as well. Perfect. Thank you for sharing about that. I would love it if you could um, just explain to people how they can access more information about the program and register if they are interested. Yeah, of course. So if you go onto my website, so you can go onto either website. Um, so my my website is www.suzannebond.co.uk and on there is the booking site. You can go and um, book on there. Or you can go to the clinic website, which is www.suzannebond.co.uk themindandbodyclinic.com and on there you'll find a page there telling you about the um, food addicts course the program you can tell about there but also there's a booking site on there so either website you can go on and book a place on there perfect and so if people are interested in uh, learning more about your services one-on-one uh, -on -one map sessions or anything else they can visit those same two sites Is yeah absolutely okay. yeah Suzanne, it has been a delight to have you on the podcast. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for asking me to come and um, to share what I do. It's an amazing opportunity. Thanks, Madeline. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about the MAP Coaching Institute, visit mapcoachinginstitute.com. To learn more about Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy or check out our podcast page, visit tc 
nutritionaltherapy.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast, copyright 2020 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benn.